Hey, Domestic Don, Josh Landers in the dungeon yet again. Um, and it, as, as my five listeners know, I've had a couple of dog problems lately. I had the to- dog toe pustule. Um, which she had a cone on her head. She's outside right now. Um, she, uh, we took her to the dog park on Sunday, Sunday, my daughter and I. And she just ran. She ran for about 35, 40 minutes straight without actually stopping. There was another golden retriever dog there, some sort of skinny bony greyhoundish looking thing some other mutt that the owners didn't like our dog being around um so it it was it was but she ran for 35 40 straight minutes and now she has a limp so i think she got sore i think she outdid herself and it started making me think about the neighbors that i had when i was a child and we had neighbors that killed our dog it killed our poor basset hound calamity jane um and I think I was probably six or seven when we got this dog. My dad was a mailman for years. Uh, one of his uh, people on his route, uh, route uh, gave us a dog. They gave us a fucking basset hound. I don't know why. But I remember I had my Hanson Lane Elementary Roadrunner's jacket, one of those slick kind of uh, 1980s-style jackets that are maybe kind of more popularized now. I see you know NFL players wearing them. I see people wearing I had a 49ers gay jacket like that as well because I, I was a fucking front runner. I was a homer. Well, not a homer. I was a front runner. I was a bandwagon kid. So I liked the 49ers. But I had one of those slick starter jackets. You know what I'm talking about. The material is glossy. It has a sheen to it in the, in the, in the sunshine. Uh, but I had my Hanson Lane Elementary Roadrunner jacket, or maybe it was, it was my brother's. But I remember my dad came home, and we see this big, giant, floppy-eared fucking basset hound come through the front door of our dilapidated uh, country home on a dirt road across from a sheep farm. And she just slid on the Hanson Lane jacket. I just remember the, these giant ears just flapping behind her. Cute mutt. Floppy lips. My daughter right now would love her so much because she loves those floppy, rubbery lips. I don't know what it says about my daughter, but she won't leave our dog alone. She just flops those things all night long, or she could. So we had this dog, Calamity Jane. She was cute, but living where I, growing up where I grew up, living where I lived, uh, where, where I lived, it was rural. We were in the country. Our dogs were outside dogs. They came in every once in a while, but I don't remember ever sleeping with our dogs, uh, snuggling up with. They were outside. They they had dog houses outside on our on our beautiful. Uh, 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 unattainable, un- untenable, uh, uh, desert wasteland yard. We couldn't grow shit there. You know, there's eucalyptus trees in the backyard, but I think my mom, who, who tried to have a green thumb, it was really hard to get through that hard, uh, hard pan dirt uh, to grow any sort of agriculture in the, sort of the deserts of eastern counties, uh, San Diego. Um, but we tried, we tried. But uh, she was outside a lot, our dog, and she was a sweetheart. She's a sweet older dog, I think, when we got her already, or maybe three or four years old, I can't remember, uh, and she grew old with us. Uh, we had stray cats everywhere in the back of our, in, in our backyard, living in uh, broken down Thunderbirds and shit, or whatever we had in the backyard, uh, different types of cars that were left behind by uncles, vagabonds, tweakers, I don't know who they were, but we just had sometimes carcasses of cars. We had an old trailer in our backyard that we used to jump off of uh, and make old uh, uh, camcorder videos with, those old big block uh, camcorders. Um, Fun time, fun life. Uh, But she was, like I said, outdoor dog. She loved the cats, the cats loved her. But then one of our neighbors, we had neighbors when I grew up. I remember our old neighbors, the neighbors we liked, the Breidenbaugh's. And if they're still around, I don't know if the parents are still alive. they got to be in their 80s now. Shout out to Jerry Breidenbaugh, Phyllis Breidenbaugh. Then we have Dave Breidenbaugh, which is the son. And then we have Pam Breidenbaugh, which, is, which, which, which was the daughter. This is the brother and sister duo. I think Dave Breidenbaugh was a little bit older than my brother. 
Uh, Pam might have been my brother's age. They were all older than me. And they were nice neighbors. We got along with them. My parents talked to them. I don't remember what they did as a job, uh, the parents. I, I just remember pictures, and I remember uh, situations. When I was a kid, I was this little toehead, little a- asshole with a fucking Jim Carrey bowl cut from a, a Dumb and Dumber. Um, why my parents did that to me, I don't know. But when I still had a hope at life at some point, I still had some sort of uh, like a sparkle in my eye, a twinkle of some kind, if you will, that I was going to make it in life. I had like a, this, this pudgy little cheeky face, this little button pudgy nose. Like I said, I had this kind of surfer bowl gay cut. Uh, you know, I had, I had something back then. I, I don't know what happened. I had teeth that weren't that, that didn't look like a fucking wet dream for a, a, a necrophiliac. I don't know what it was, uh, but it, 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 I had something. But I remember these pictures, and Dave Breidenbaugh, in my mind, he was a toe-headed guy, too. He was tall. He was like a giant of men. Uh, you know, he's probably 14, 15 years old. Uh, I probably saw his ball hairs once or twice. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird walking... Uh, 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 Key, key and lock, lock and peel, key and peel, whatever it might, there's something maybe in the back there that I remember seeing something, I'm like, ah, what's that, what's that mass of, of, of toiled and trembling uh, 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 hairs by your crotch, Dave? Um, Probably not, but he used to wear those like really short, short, those 80 shorts, like the gym teacher shorts, if you know what I mean. You know, like they, they look hot on chicks now, you know, the, the old 80 style, they're really high, but that's what man, and he had really high socks. I remember in a picture, we're all tan. I was wearing my fucking Thundercats ho, Thundercats ho jammies or whatever I was wearing. Maybe, no, I don't think Thundercats were around back then. What was like 82, 83? Webster? Did I have Webster pajamas? Could we do that back then? Is that culturally appropriating if we had Webster pajamas? Uh, who played Webster? Was that Emmanuel Sanders? No, it's a football. Emmanuel Lewis? Is that a boxer? Trainer? Who, was that his name? Who was the... There was Webster, and then there was the other. Different strokes, dude. Which one was which? I don't remember, but uh, they're both good. Both great actors. Are they both dead? Um, I think they are. Was that because they were small? Did they have large hearts? Uh, uh, giving hearts? Uh, but whatever I was wearing back then, I just remember these pictures of, of just quintessential rural 80s. You know, fields in the background... Uh, a, a yard that really, like I said, couldn't grow trees. Uh, uh, and it, it was just quint- quintessential neighbors, quintessential rural suburbia, suburban, suburban uh, uh, neighborhood. You know, dirt road, like I said, uh, a farm across the way. She, or before it was a farm, it was just open land, open, uh, open fields of dirt and rock and typical East County uh, interior sort of California, Southern California, the desert land. Um, that stretches, stretches for miles and miles and miles away from that little mile strip of coast that you have that runs all the way up in uh, California, a uh, mile-wide strip. But um, then we had other neighbors move in. I think that Bryden Boss might have moved to Colorado, I believe. Maybe they were from there originally. I can't remember all this stuff. You know, I was young. I was, I, they moved probably when I was six, seven, eight years old. I don't remember. Then another uh, family moved in, and they seemed okay, but they were a little more uh, um, aloof. They didn't seem to, or maybe it was my parents. Maybe it was all my parents. I don't know. But they seemed a little bit more distant. I don't remember because they were old. They were just an older couple. But they had grandkids. And we had Calamity Jane. She was walking around the fucking backyard, you know, sniffing, shitting, pissing, whatever dogs do, uh, playing with the stray cats, fucking the stray cats. I don't know if we ever got her fixed. I don't know if she was fixed. I can't remember those things. 
I remember at one point when I was young, my sister, she was like kind of a 4-H person and she liked horses and cows and chickens and goats and shit like that. And somehow we, we would get one every once in a while. Uh, I remember a goat in high school that we had in our backyard for some unknown reason, this devilish satanic goat, which they are with a slit yellow eyes. And it had horns for fun stuff, like satanic horns. And then my friend was out there, and it just came and headbutted him right in the balls, right in the ball sack, just out of nowhere. This goat just and just butted right into my friend's ball sack. Uh, and but I had we had a pig, we had a large pig when I was a child. And I remember my mom just to probably get me out of the house to shame me in some way, to belittle me possibly. I'll go feed the pig, Josh. Or maybe I wanted to. Maybe I was sort of a, a ag kid. Maybe I'm a 4-H kid, shit-kicking, boot-wearing person, wrangler styling person at heart. It was a big fucking belt buckle, and I liked that flat saddle-ass women uh, even more so than I did probably back then when I probably was, when I was a woman. And I, didn't, I didn't know what a woman, what a girl was. But I liked that flat saddle-ass, you know, they got some spunk to them, those, those 4-H women. And girls, but you know, I went out with this pig slop, pig feed. I don't know what it was, and we had this, this this kind of cage out in the backyard, I believe, to the side, past the broken down Corvair, uh, Covair, whatever COVID uh, car, and then uh, uh, not a Corvette, but something something lesser than that. We didn't, we, we were we were not Corvette people. We were we were lesser uh, Corsair, Corsage. What kind of Corsage? What's the fuck? What is it? A, is there a Corvair? There might be, but uh, there was this this this, this like pen. Uh, pig pen, uh, and it was, uh, it was, you know, a fence of some kind, so I opened it up, and this fucking big 400-pound porker, 400-pound porker just, and it just, and I start running, I threw the slop down, or maybe I was holding it, I don't know, it's all faded, foggy memories, and I'm just running, I just picture myself, this little fucking, little limp dick little kid with a Jim Carrey bowl cut, just, just huffing it through the backyard. I was probably going so slow, you know, just like a wiener dog trying to run but can't. It just has short, stubby legs. And, like, and then the, the pig just, just it just upended me. Just boo, just right in the air. And I just picture, I see my limbs flailing, my hairless body like a pink squirrel, a newborn squirrel just flying through the air and just, and just landing. And just like, probably knocked the air out of me. Uh, I was probably scared. I was probably crying. I was a dude. I was a shithead. I was a pussy. Um, but I remember that. But the neighbors that moved in were the like the grandparents. And like I said, there was a kid in my grade uh, that was the grandson that would visit with his mom, and we called him Fat Mike Kelly. And this was before Fat Mike the uh, uh, um, from No Effects, the you know the punk rock lore. Uh, that was before I knew who he was. Of course, they were probably still they were probably playing up in L.A. at that point, nineteen eighty seven nine whatever fuck it was. Um, so. Fat Mike Kelly, he, and he was the reddest-haired man kid I've ever seen. He looked like he—he he looked like a globfish. Is that what it's called? Or a goblin fish? No, a blob, blobfish. He looked like a blobfish with red hair. If you see a blobfish, that's how I picture him at least. He's like this the kid, he takes off his shirt, and you can't tell, like, if, are those freckles all over his like, shoulders? and back, Or is that some sort of weird skin condition that we can't make fun of? And I, 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 I feel for red-headed people. I really do. Not, not as much as I do for crooked teeth people like myself, but I feel for uh, redheads. You know, they have a tough life. They, you know, they, they have some pigment. They have some sort of uh, geneless uh, or some gene defect or something. They can't get tan. But, you know, they would still take off their shirt, and they have those, like, pink nipples, and they usually... They weren't always, like, fit people. Carrot Top was maybe a... Uh, um, uh, an outlier, but uh, an outsider of the redhead class. But they weren't very fit. He wasn't a fit man. He was a fat Mike Kelly. 
But and, and for some reason, we came home. Or I came from home from school, and our dog, for weeks and weeks leading up to this, had like a sore on her side. She had a sore on her side. Let's, let's call it a pustule as well, just like my dog. But like a sore on her side that just wouldn't go away. And she was getting older. She was probably 10, 11 years old, maybe 12. I'm not sure if my dad even knew how old the dog was when he got her from her, his postal route, uh, from probably some weird uh, San Diego County suburban r- uh, wasteland, the rich areas where he delivered mail. Maybe he was a drug dealer, and he just wanted to give my da- dad a dog for some reason. I don't know. But uh, she had a pustule, a cancerous-looking thing, a tumor, mind you, but like a tumor that bursts. And, you know, we didn't have money. Vets are expensive. I still haven't taken my dog to the vet. We had the cone for a reason, and I'm sure there's some ASPCA people out there, some Sarah McLaughlin fuckers, cunts, that will be like, well, you got to take your dog to the vet. I don't want to take my kids to the fucking doctor. I don't take myself to the doctor unless I feel like I'm dying. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm dying. I mentioned that before. So I'm not taking my dog, who seems okay, with the pustule. It's, it's, it's healing now after a couple of weeks. It's getting better. But now she's got this fucking limp, you know, whatever's going on. But I think she sprained her ankle. I think dogs have ankles that sprain or tendons or ligaments or something that, you know, need rest just like anybody else. But we're not taking, my, my parents didn't take her to the vet because they probably figured, one, they're going to charge just a couple hundred bucks back then, even a hundred bucks just to look at her. Oh, is she up to date, up to date on her shots? No. Is she up to date on her? No, she sleeps with fucking cats and a goddamn uh, uh, a thunder chicken in the in the backyard. We have a carcass of cars where our dog sleeps with with a, with a with a horde with a with a bevy with a with what's they what do they call it in the Islam Islam uh, 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 what do they call it when you have a horde a garum no garum horum harem harem when they have a har- she has a fucking harem of cats and that she sleeps with and she fucks. You know, whatever she does, or the cats fuck her. I don't know. She was a girl. They suck on her teats. She has no milk. Maybe she sucks on the cat's teats. I hit a cat with a wiffle ball bat one time when I was a kid. We shot somehow a cat in the eyeball with a BB gun. That's how horrible we were when we were kids. This is what we get when you grow up. Oh, I'm from San Diego. I'm not from fucking San Diego. I'm from San Diego East County. Right? We 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 hit. We we'd scare them. My my dad. My 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 dad. My brother and I would scare the cats underneath this fucking. Uh, um, uh, Goddamn Kia uh, Sorento, whatever we had in the backyard, and we uh, the uh, Volvo station wagon, and we would scare the cats out from under there, and they were just like little kittens, and then I would just, I would, we would wait around the corner like like a, like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon with a big hammer, but I had a wiffle ball bat, and we were just like Pfft. we would try to hit the fucking cats with a wiffle ball bat, and then one time we had got a smart idea, got our BB guns, and and we we shot at them, and we hit one in the eye, and it didn't die. These cats were tough; they were yard cats, they're rural fucking cats. Live they they escaped coyotes every night. Uh, skunks, badgers, I don't think we had those in San Diego, but they escaped shit that was trying to eat them every single night. And we shot one in the eye, and it came back the other day, it just had this like, fucking red, purplish pustule over its eye, and it was just looking at me like, you son of a bitch. You know, I will smother your children if you ever have any, but you're too ugly to ever bear children. That's how it looked at me. And then I hit it with a fucking baseball bat. Um, so the, the neighbors, with, the, my, with my dog's pustule, and we had a, a chain link fence that separated. This is why we. This is why I want to not live by people. This is what if I do live by people. Unfortunately, I do. I would rather have like ten foot surrounding like a steel barrier around me. I would like a compound. I don't want to live. I don't want people to be able to like look over into my yard, which we unfortunately have now because they're a little raised up than we are. We're on the slope of the suburban wasteland here. Uh, in wine country, country, uh, and you know, I just want—I want like eighty-foot wall. I want the the wall that Trump promised on the border. That's what I want around my house. That's what I want around my backyard. That's what, that's what I want around me, metaphorically. That's what I want. All right. 
So we didn't have that. We had a chain link fence that just went around. We had an acre in our backyard. So an acre in rural, non-growing backyard in terms of agriculture, non-fertile back. We just had this long strip of, of, uh, of chain link fence. And when we had the Breitenbaugh's there, when we had old Jer and Phil's, Phyllis, Phyllis, uh, Phil, is that how you... Uh, um, Phyllis, is there a nickname for Phyllis? Philly, Felicio, um, Dave, and Pam, Brighton. You know, we had we didn't have to worry about it. They weren't they weren't going to call uh, uh, the vet or ASPCA or animal control. They weren't going to do anything like that if they saw Calamity Jane or any other r- ragtag ragamuffin dog that we took off the streets. We had like a a, a, a German Shepherd with fucking uh, when their hair falls out. What's that called? And they go like leathery skin. Is it is it? Uh, Mame, mange, mange. They had mange. I remember smelling brewer's yeast tablets and like trying a bit of one. Like, what are we giving our dog beer for? And that's probably why I became like a pseudo alcoholic. 24 days sober, by the way. 24 days sober. I'm drinking fucking uh, 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 non caffeinated coffee from Colombia. That's when you know you're going gay. So I think sobriety for me over the last 24 days, and I'm no, by, no, my, by no means sober. No, by no means. But, you know, the, the idea of going 24, 25 days, which I'm going to hit tomorrow, I think it has turned me a little gay. And that's not, a, not saying it's a bad thing, but I went to the store and I bought uncaffeinated coffee, non-caffeinated coffee, caffeine-free. Why? I drink coffee that has caffeine in it, but I, want, I don't want the jitters. You know, and then I bought a 10-pack. They don't even fucking sell it in 12-packs. I bought a 10-pack of Zevia. Zevia, which is Zevia, Stevia extract, whatever the fuck. It's like a play on word. Stevia extract, I think. I don't know what that is. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? I'm sure it's going to come down the road that sh- real sugar is really actually better for you than Stevia extract. I'll drop dead of either the COVID vaccine uh, or, or Stevia extract, whatever it might be. But I bought a 10-pack of cream soap. Soda. All right. I, I was getting ginger root beer Zevia 10 packs. Then I got fucking uh, cream soda. So non-caffeinated coffee, caffeine-free coffee, and non-caffeinated cream soda Zevia. Not actual like fucking A&W cream soda. Not the good shit. This is like Zevia, spark, no color, no caramel coloring, no fucking ink dye number 97. So a little gay, a little gay. And speaking of gay, our neighbors were a little gay. All right, I'm using that as a term to say stupid, not the other one. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, remember that? So the idea of our neighbors, the, the new people, the fat Mike Kellys, he wasn't there, I don't think, but it was his fat grandparents, which were also equally pale. Never saw them without their shirts, shirts off, even though they did put in a pool. I don't know if the Brydenbaugh's had a pool next door, but I believe, no, they didn't, because we would have went over there a lot more. But I think fat Mike Kelly's pre, uh, grandparents, with his, with his constellation of frecks, I think they put a pool in there for some reason, just to make him have more cancer. Um, and anyway, they, they called somebody. So I came home from school one day. I'm like, where's Calam? Where's Calamity Jane? Where's my floppy-eared dog that I don't pay attention to? And they're, oh, the, the uh, animal control came. And now she's dead. That's what happened. Now she's dead. I don't know who broke the news to me. Was it my mom? Was it my dad? Was it my brother? Was it Fat Mike Kelly's parents? Just like, woo, waving the fucking flag of victory on the other side of our chain link fence, saying, your dog's dead. We killed the dog. So they called animal control because somehow in, across the, the chain link fence in the, in the fucking shit kick town of, 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 of the cow, cow shit and chicken shit wafting through the, through the heat of, of late summer, you know, when I come home from seventh grade, you know, frustrated, getting bullied by, I got my, my 49ers hat, just woo. Some guy just picked my hat off in seventh grade and just, just flicked it across the fucking gymnasium. You know what I did? zilch i didn't do dick because i was fucking four foot six right i looked like a girl uh, people wanted to fuck me males and females um 
I had a chick in high school. She would come behind me and just stick her finger up my ass hole and just, did I talk about that before? She would just, like a little fucking, a uh, little badger lick, or a little squirrel. Can you hear that? She would just do that to my asshole. I don't know. And I was like, I'd scream. She was assaulting me. Um, but, you know, I'd come home from school just like beat down, not not beating off yet. I was a late bloomer, still playing with my G.I. Joes in fucking bed. Like when I was like up until ninth grade, my Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. And now Calamity Jane is gone and dead. They put her to sleep. They fucking euthanized my Basset Hound because our goddamn nosy ass neighbors couldn't keep to themselves. They were looking through the chain link fence and just being like, ugh. ugh. Is that cancer? Ah, oh, this poor dog. I don't know if the Calamity Jane with her fucking droopy basset hound eyes and her big pathetic ears just like, help. Just Did she go up there? Did she walk her short, stumpy ass up the little, uh, uh, we had like a little little mound or a berm that led to the fence? Our, every fucking yard was like uneven. We were like the most uneven yard. So when it rained, our house, back of the house would kind of flood. The front yard would flood. We're kind of like on a lower plane than the neighbors because we're lower than them. We were the half Jewish weirdos in, in the fucking, in the, probably the only Jewish people in the entire town of fucking, uh, of that, of Ramona, California. Maybe. Is there a synagogue in Ramona? I don't think so. Not even these days. I don't remember going to my friends and being like, I'm Jewish. I don't do that. They would say kike and, you know, whatever they said back then. Uh, not good. I heard that a few times. I oh, don't Jew him, Josh. I'm like, hey, I'm Jew. I didn't say that. It's like, oh, Jew him down. I'm like, hey, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that, man. Chris, Eric, Sean, uh, Joe, whatever my friend's name were. Uh, you can't say that, man. I'm, I'm, ha- look at me. Look at me. I'm half Jewish. They didn't know that. Um, but yeah, they killed my dog. Fat Mike Kelly with his, his, his fucking measles or mumps, uh, rubella, whatever he had on his you know, face and hair and head, his, 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 his dark, carroty, gingery, uh, uh, like a miscarriage of a head, hair, head of hair. He would just kind of, oh, your dog's, he didn't say anything to me. Should I have beat Mike Kelly, Fat Mike Kelly? He would have smothered me. He would have thrown me in his pool with his pasty, porridgey body, and I would be dead now. I wouldn't be able to talk to you guys, my five listeners, my 19 subscribers on YouTube. I don't know if anybody's fucking watching this live. I'm doing this on uh, some other stupid app that I'm... Am I even streaming? I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm streaming. I don't even know if I'm recording. Uh, I'm doing this. I'm doing like a triumvirate here. I'm doing a, a podcast audio uh, live, and I'm also recording on my shitty little camera here to see how long it actually lasts. It lasts longer than me, sexually speaking, much, much longer. So I can't complain about it. But, I, you know, it's, I, would you kill your neighbor's dog? That's a question I would like to pose to most of you. I need to teach class in about an hour. And I'm talking the, right now. I'm teaching a class in Arkansas. And I, I have not prepared. I'm unprepared. But I am prepared to ask you if you would kill your neighbor's dog. If you saw, like, a, so are people on my neighbor's? In our six-foot pathetic fences here, are they looking over and be like, that dog's got a limp. That dog has a weird toe pustule. That dog has a cone. And I don't walk the dog outside with the cone on. I give her, She doesn't have a cone on anymore. Because like I said, the pustule is healing. I think I have it here. I'm a dog whisperer a little bit. And I know she's, she's doing okay. I don't think she needs a vet and $500, $600 for uh, some pills that, that a cone, a simple cone from PetSmart or Petco will fix. But if we took her outside, I'm sure one of our nosy-ass neighbors in the fucking suburban hell would say something. to be, oh, that dog, is, she needs... So fuck off. Don't call shit on... I mean, unless you see like someone beating or abusing their animal or their children, uh, maybe you should call somebody. But if you just see a dog with like a... Let him die now. It's a pustule. It's cancer. I think Calamity Jane wanted to die in the fucking Corvair. 
that Corvair. That's what it was, not Corsair. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure she wanted to she wanted to die in our uh, Caprice Classic, in 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 the hole of what once was a nice, uh, strong American engine. I'm sure she just wanted to pass away amongst her cat harem, you know, licking her her taint and her nipple, and just like uh, she just wanted to flop her ears and just thank you world. Thank you, world. And then we got another dog. Then we got another ragtag dog. Kicked that motherfucker outside because of his mange. And that's that's how we lived. But no one ever called anything on mange. Fat Mike, I think Fat Mike Kelly's grandparents felt bad, probably. And I don't think, uh, did, did my parents yell at him? I don't know. I don't know. But growing up in a rural area is, is, is kind of funny. It's a little funny. A little, much different than growing up in the city. I remember another real quick memory is that we had these like motorcycle kids. We had like a lot of monster kids around, like dirtbag kids. I, I probably talked about this on another podcast. But we had like monster kids all in our neighborhood. We grew up in like a weird place, all right? So I grew up in like a, a, like I said, you hear San Diego County, but it's not San Diego County. It could be easily be in fucking Kentucky. It could easily be like in uh, uh, fucking Oklahoma. Somewhere in the dirtbag region that we consider in this country, dirtbag regions. Ramona could like, whoop, we could transplant there. They'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, people have like accents for some reason in, in Ramona. I'm like, you're from fucking San Diego County, right? But they had like, you know, twang. They would have a twang to them for whatever reason. Because um, how they grew up, how their parents, they all listened to fucking Conway Twitty and Merle Haggard and shit and Dolly Parton's tits. Uh, but I remember we had a couple of monster kids that would get on their dirt bikes and like actual dirt bikes, not BMX, black sock douchebags. Now, metal militia guys, probably. They probably became metal militia Riverside cunts. So anyways, we had these guys, and they were, were they twins? I don't know. I remember us twins for some reason. But there was kids. They were brothers. And they would come around and just, and they would just do you know, donuts and zips and ties and fucking uh, rooster tails, whatever you call it in, in motocross. I don't know. And they would just go past, go past our house really fast, go in the field across from us, just fuck around. And I think they started pissing my dad off. They would come into our driveway and like, like spit gravel and shit because we couldn't afford uh, uh, to lay any uh, nice con- concrete or marble in our driveway. So we just had always had like a gravel driveway or dirt. So they'd fuck around in there. My dad, one time, I remember him yelling, oh, he was in his fucking postal gear. He was in his mailman shit, and he was angry and bitter, and he just, oh, and he, would, he was like 5'6". He's like a 5'6", curly-haired Jew, and he's just running, ah, oh, and he's chasing after these, these guys in our, in our driveway, and he just tripped. I remember my dad just fell. I'm like, oh, dad. You know, I was probably like eight. Oh. I didn't know what to do. My dad comes up, his knees are bleeding, but he's still like, oh, it's fucking motherfucker. You gotcha. You know, he's an old, just bitter Jew, you know, like from lifelong uh, uh, intergenerational trauma of like people trying to kill him and his people for the last uh, thousand years. So he had that, and he wanted to take it out, and he's like, Ugh. he just wanted to, like, Ugh. you could see it in his face. He just wanted to choke these people, like, choke these fucking kids. And I get it. Now I get it. Back then, I'm like, oh, dad, stop. I don't know what I even said. I don't know what I did. I'm sure he kicked me inside. I don't know. But I remember that memory, too. So that's right. So again, just pose that question to yourself, all right? Um, so, uh, you know, the idea of being sober, again, is, is not really, it's not good. I think I need to start drinking again. Um, you know, it's been, I don't, it's like, after all this time, I think people, it's not the beer that made me feel like shit. It's just me. I don't, I mean, do I feel better? Yeah, I mean, I wake up better. Do I have more energy? No, there's no, like, there's no, I don't get more energy at 44. You don't automatically, whoa. Unless you're fucking testosteroned up, you're taking some sort of, like, vitality pills, you're sticking shit up, like, crystals up your, like, bony crystals up your ass, you know, that you're learning from some Instagram guru that gives you vitality and, and inspiration and uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, ball warts, whatever it might get. You know, you're, you're, unless you're taking something, you're not going to be any more energetic. So uh, being like, yeah, I wake up without feeling like shit. 
I wake up without that sort of uh, anxiety, whatever you call it, right? Without that anxiety of 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 the world has is like an impending doom awaiting you. I don't have that as much anymore. I'm sleeping better through the night. You know, sometimes I wake up in a panic like at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, if I go on like a, a bender or a binge, I'm not doing that anymore. So the sleep has been better. The face, it's, oh, your face clears up. Not mine. Uh, I've never had like a zip problem. I don't think my face looks any better. Maybe the yellowish tint has gone away a little bit. I don't look my ve- my eyes are still veiny as shit since like when I was eight years old. Probably I probably some trauma like one of my eyes. I had like a blood clot that just burst in my eye while my dad was trying to uh, fucking choke these these twin psycho uh, motorbike motocross kids out. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, but I don't like the cult nature of sobriety. Has there ever been like a cult of drunkenness? I think there is, but it's always been kind of like taboo. If you remember, you know, back, I don't remember it, but, you know, when we had in the heyday of, of this country, uh, or pre-heyday, I don't know. What was the heyday, the 50s? We're not in a heyday now. We're on a, like, sharp, steep decline. Uh, you know, after, while I'm talking about this, there's, I don't know, 34 mass shootings that have happened since New Year's Day. Uh, a, a couple in the last couple of days in California with the most strict gun rules and restrictions. That, that gun rules don't do shit. People just go to Nevada or Arizona to buy what they want to buy. So California might tote itself or tout itself as it's like, oh, we're the most progressive. Look at our laws. We have the least amount of shoot. Okay, not anymore. Not anymore. So um, what was I talking about? Oh, anyways. But uh, sobriety, cults. Uh, what, what, how the fuck did I talk talking about guns? Oh, the heyday. That's what I was talking about. The 30s. The fucking prohibition. That's what it was. It's all, it's all coming back. Right? It's all coming back. So when we had the prohibition, it was all, you know, the cult was, like the, was cool. The people who wanted to drink went down in these like, uh, uh, barracks or taverns, these hidden, hidden uh, speakeasies. Right? That's what it was. It was kind of like a cool party cult. Yeah, man, we're doing it. We're breaking the law. We need something. They're take, the government's taking one away from us. Fuck them. Then we had moonshiners that are kind of like cool people in a weird, rural, obviously way. Uh, um, so you know, it, 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 it's always been kind of like a cultish thing to drink, I think. It's been gregarious um, in, in other cultures, in Germany, of course, Bavaria, you know, all, all, obviously Oktoberfest, other co- places in the world, Ireland, England. It's always been part of their culture, the pub life, the pub culture, the drinking culture. And now we have it in this country that's like, oh, it's just, it's put at you. It's advertised every. Yes, of course it's advertised everywhere. So now we have this weird, like, sobriety cult that's happening. And I don't like it. And if I put something like hashtag sober, I'll get shit on fucking Instagram, which I hate doing. I do it as a joke, right? It's, it's, it's a joke. I'm not a comedian. I'm not particularly funny. I, I have no real talent. But if I put hashtag sober, the people, the five people that know me, the five listeners I have, they will know like he's not going sober. He's not pure sober, right? So it's not like sober life. I hate that. Sh- I hate that hashtaggy. I hate the, the, uh, the better than thou. The sort of pretension that a lot of people, the pretentiousness that people have when they go sober, I always get irked when I see like one day at a time shit. When I say that, when I see two years, and it just doesn't say two years sober, it doesn't say like four years sober. It just says four years. Like we're supposed to, as a society now, give them some some sort of respect without a fucking finished thought or sentence. Four years. What does that mean? It could mean anything. It could mean you're addicted to anything. But also in our brain, it's automatically you're addicted to alcohol, maybe opiate whatever it was. And if you're sober, great. If you had a problem with, sobri- with being sober, if you had a, pri- a problem with any sort of ailment or, 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 or fucking uh, like a pill, uh, you, or you had an ailment that you needed to take these painkillers for, these opioids for, and you got addicted, I feel for you. I, I'm sorry. You see these, you know, and I, I, like I said, I've gone through my alcoholic tendencies. I have an addictive personality. Uh, I, I just, 
went to the gym yesterday for three hours, and now I can barely get out of the gym before three hours. That is what's called addictive personality. I just bought fucking non-caffeinated coffee when I have like bags and bags and bags of fucking caffeinated coffee up there. I bought a 10-pack of fucking cream soda Zevia to like to stop me from drinking beer probably or like kind of it replaces it. I've had ice cream. So the addictive quality is there. I understand it. I feel for those people who are addicted. And if your life is a fucking wreck and in, 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 in toil, yes, sobriety is fine. But I don't need to see your fucking golden ticket, your token, what have you, on, on Instagram or Twitter. I don't need to see it. And I don't need to have people just shove it in your face. A sober life's the best life, whatever the hashtags might be or those catchphrases. I don't need it. It's become a cult. Massive cult. And if any of you are on Instagram, God save you. If you are on Twitter, uh, God help you. If you are on uh, whatever you might be, Snapchat, is that around anymore? But it's everywhere. The idea of like, it's cool now to be sober. I don't like it. The cool people used to be fucked up. The cool people used to be like the, the, like the, the fringe. Right? But have I talked about this before? Who, who gives a shit? But like the, the Bukowskis, the fucking uh, 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 Hunter S. Thompson's, like the writers that, you know, love them or hate them, but the Hemingway's, you know, they're the Fitzgeralds, they're all fucked up. They were all fucked up. Yeah, they were like abusers, sex addicts, whatever, you know, of course, drug addicts, alcoholics. But they had that, like, that it to it. You know, they had the, 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 what's the fucker, the gay dude, and the Irish uh, guy, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. What the fuck's his name? Malcolm Gladwell? Now that's a bit weird. I don't know what he is, a uh, frizzy-haired dude. Uh, he was kind of a douchebag. I saw, like, was it Malcolm Gladwell? That's the guy that's a douchebag. He wrote, like, something about outliers, I think, and other shit. Anyways, I saw him on, a, like, a, 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 a posse, a posium, a podium. I don't know, something like that. And he was, a, he, was, he was a bullshit artist, basically. He became one. He became, like, this woke fucking asshole. Not saying all woke people. Yeah, they are. All woke people are assholes if they, get, if they took it too far. They are. If you take anything too far, you're an asshole. That's the bottom line. What's the fucking guy? God damn it, I'm going, I'm going to the fucking, I'm not going to Ireland, but he's at the fucking, he's at the cream of the crop. Fucking Seamus Haney, Haney, is that a guy? Um, I fucking, I went to school for this shit, and I don't, I can't, uh, he wrote, uh, Oscar Wilde. Fuck yeah, Oscar Wilde. He's a gay, flamboyant, drunk probably all the time. Like anybody you see in past history, the Vikings, my people, they're fucking, they raped and pillaged. Did you think they were sober? Fuck no. The burning bush. You got like weed and shit and like fucking whatever those chemicals are doing. You're seeing burning bushes talk. You know, it's all been around us forever. And all of a sudden, no, it's bad. It's bad. Of course it can be bad. It can be detrimental. I'd like to take a poll of people who are actually these sober cult motherfuckers. These goddamn uh, uh, David Koresh of, 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 of sobriety. I would like to see how many of them actually had a problem. Or are they just boosting themselves up like, oh, I had a problem. I had two glasses of wine a night. Every night. That is not a problem. If you have two glasses of wine a night every night, that is not alcoholism. That is just like trying to relax. And I know a doctor would tell you. I know all these fucking Instagram gurus would tell you that, oh, what, what should you do in life? Don't drink. They'll say that all the time. But how many times do you see old people on the news right before they have the fucking water skiing squirrel at the end of the news? You'll see some like old 98-year-old per person or 99 on the cusp of being 100. What's the key to life? And they'll usually say fried chicken and whiskey. Fuck yeah. Fried chicken. I just spit. I just spit. If you're watching this, if you, if you even want to watch, I just spit on my computer screen. But what is my microphone? When I was in punk bands a lot, I was glad I was a drummer because I never wanted to use the fucking microphones that the singers in the bands I was in had to use. Do you know what shit is in there? 
Do you much like smell? It's just claw. And you know those microphones that like brick by brick in San Diego and fucking Soma and shit. All the old school places we used to play are never Soma. We weren't that good. But you know, brick by brick, canes, whatever it might. Be. You know what? They don't change the microphones out. Maybe they do now with COVID. They didn't back this. So we just see like what the last singer ate. It was like sardines and fucking uh, and, and loneliness. Just like just like caked into the 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 pores of that poor microphone head. Um, but yeah, the, the idea of this this sort of uh, drink the Kool Aid is that's what it is. It's become the fucking David Tom Jones. David, uh, fuck. I know David Koresh. What's the goddamn? I fucking study this shit. What's the dude in Redwood Valley, California? Went to fucking Guyana. Gave people Kool Aid. I can't. Ugh, my brain is mush. That's see. That's where alcohol. I fuck twenty four days sober. What's, yeah, twenty four. Twenty four days sober. My mind is not more clear. I can't remember shit. I think it's age. My joints hurt, my wrist hurt, I worked out yesterday, my fucking elbow tendonitis hurts. Everything's breaking, man. So now we're going to just say, well, if you didn't drink, you would be fine. If you didn't, your life would be better if you didn't. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like the cultish nature of everything. Yeah, I go to the gym too much. But I also tend, I, I like drinking. I like drink. I like it. It's good. Have I been like pining for it for 24? No, three weeks and three and a half weeks in. I'm not even, it's not even that hard, honestly. It's not that the first couple of days sucked. Especially when you go on that weekend bender or that, that, that Christmas break bender, uh, Hanukkah hangover, whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah, it's tough the first couple of days if you drink as much as I do sometimes and, and, and can't stop after that one or two. But if you're one of those, oh, sober life's the best life. And if you knew, you track these people and you had some sort of drink counter on, but you do, do you really think they're sober? And I'm doing this true and I'm saying I'm better than you. So if some people are doing dry January, I don't and I hate it. That it's called that I'm doing this now on. I'm not doing it on dry because it's dry January. I'm not doing it because of the fact that it's become a fad or a hashtag. I'm not doing that. I unfortunately proposed to my fucking wife on Valentine's Day, not because I'm that bad of an asshole, but it just because it was circumstance. She happened to be traveling up to where I was leaving, living at that moment, and she was not going to put out anymore uh, if I probably if I didn't propose. And it happened to be, stupidly, fucking uh, Valentine's Day weekend. And I took her to a place called Wedding Rock. I know I've mentioned this before. I fucking went to Wedding Rock on Valentine's Day in Northern California. Very fucking picturesque with, like, waves crashing on the rocks below. The the, the, the salty, sweet air of the ocean and the... And the, and the Fog uh, enveloping us in this in this in this closeness of our relationship, and I said, "Will you marry?" And I'm like, "No, nah, just happenstance." All right, I'm not doing. I'm just doing this. I need my liver needed a break. If you go like, oh, every once in a while, like, oh, is that pancreatic? Is that liver? Is that gallbladder? I don't know what it is. It's something in the fucking gut. And now I'm just trying to cleanse. I guess so. It could be March. It could be June. It could be fucking October. I don't know. But uh, sober October, dry January. You know, we have these now. There, do we ever have like a drink, drink the fucking shit out of your body? Uh, the, like uh, go raisin dry in your body? Like just get your organs down to a fucking raisin uh, dryness. Like a, like a, like a, like a, satur- oh, not saturated, like a, what is it called? When you, when you take shit out. Diuretic? I don't know. Like when a vampire sucks shit dry. Uh, you know, that's what it is. That's what, do we have a month like that? Do we have like a March Madness, meaning fucking just like, like kill your liver? Do we have any of those? No. It's all about like sobriety. I, I think it's good, I guess. But I don't know. I don't like that. I just got in this, I saw this Twitter thing, this, this fucking dumb cunt. She's all made up. She's all like filtered and shit. And she said, oh, alcohol is a scam. All right. So I had to look into this a little. Alcohol is a scam. What's the scam of alcohol? 
There's a lot of scams out there. There's like the Madoffs out there. There's fucking the, the Triangle or whatever the fucking Pan Am scam. Is that a, that's an airplane? What's the fucking tra- Trans Am? What's a scam that people have? You know what I'm talking about. Where they try to sell you shit. Pyramid scheme? That's it. Pyramid scheme. So they have the fucking Giza. So they have they have a lot of scams. There's a lot of scams out there. There's a lot of scammy fucking people. The people who are homeless, quote unquote, and they stand at the side of the road or at the fucking edge of a Trader Joe's with a sign and they have a baby in a stroller and they have a sign that I can't read and they have, they're like selling roses and shit because they lost their loved one. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give those. That's a scam. It's a massive scam. It just is. So I think this, uh, this lady advertising everything's a scam, lady, you bitch. Alcohol is a scam. And then she went into, oh, well, you know, the advertising's everywhere. It's so, it's so normalized on airplanes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. If I'm going to be 36,000 in the feet, 36,000 feet in the air, and it, it, it's not like physically, it doesn't seem to, to fit the physical properties of Earth to go into this thing, this little tin can. Yeah, I'm drinking, all right? Because my life is on the line here. If I'm going to war, I'm not going sober. If there's mass shootings next, like tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow, today, I'm not going to, why not drink? It's a scam because it's normalized in society. Yeah, what do you want to not normal? What, what, is, what isn't normalized? Uh, yeah, drinking, airports, airplanes. She's not making a good case so far for me. Restaurants, all right. Uh, football games, yep. Or any sporting event, yeah. Uh, frats, if you're in a frat and getting your dick sucked by the, 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 the fish, the incomers, uh, you know, the, the people that are wanting to join the frat, yeah, you deserve a drink, right? Uh, wash that cum out of your mouth. The biscuit, the, the dry biscuit that they, the guy didn't jizz on. You know, you got to w- rinse your mouth out with something, man, and you're not going to have fucking uh, a, a Snapple. You're not going to use fucking kiwi strawberry snapple to rinse your mouth off a fucking uh, 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 Tanner's cum. That just that the the, the leader of the frat he's in, he's he's a junior and his name's Tanner uh, Gilbride or something. And you know he just came in your mouth and now you're in the you're in the frat. You're not going to rinse that down with fucking strawberry yuhu, right? You're taking a shot of something. You're taking Jaeger, baby. You're taking Jaeger and then you're going to puke on his pubes later when he's trying to get seconds. All right, fucking Tanner Gilbride. Um, of course it's normal. Yeah, that's where the places happen. That's where it happens. And then you can choose or not whether you want to keep drinking into fucking oblivion. You want to keep drinking until you got fucking pustules. You look like a, like I mentioned in one of my other stupid uh, uh, videos, like a fucking map quest. Like you look like, a, or not map quest, fucking Thomas Guide, where you have, uh, you, you have like uh, uh, veins and blues and reds all over your face. And you know, you're like, oh, what's that? Ugh. You're seeing your body deteriorate, maybe due to alcohol, maybe due to age, maybe due to the environment, maybe due to, due to the fucking gas stove uh, uh, chemicals coming out of there. Uh, and what is that? Is that a cult too? So that's this fucking sobriety cult. This stupid asshole. I'm like, well, everything's a scam. Everything's a fucking scam then. And I actually responded to her, which I shouldn't have. Everything's a fucking scam. Everything. So food industry, massive scam. She didn't say that, but she's specifically targeting alcohol because she's sober. She's not fucking going on a hunger strike. If she was, she'd probably say food is a scam. Right? If she was, uh, uh, makeup is a scam, which it fucking is. Makeup might be the biggest scam. The, uh, the biggest scam in the world is that you don't look like that. Fucking Tawny Britches, whatever the fuck your name is. You know, Tana. What did I say? Tanner? I'm on a T rant, right? Uh, uh, I'm on a tyrant. I'm a T Rex. So Tanner, Tana, whatever the fuck her name, Brittany. Her name is probably fucking Brittany or Alexis or something. You know, uh, you know whatever it might be. Uh, but you, you, makeup, look at you. You don't look like that. So I met you in per- person and you, you, you sucked me off because I was drunk enough to come talk to you. you know, and I was, uh, I was vibrant enough. I, I gave you enough uh, 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 want in your life to like, feel alive you know, for whatever reason. I charmed you. I charmed you, Alexis. I charmed you, uh, Brittany, you know, because you didn't, Hudson. Oh, I, I charmed you. 
you to sleep with me. And then I wake up to you next morning. But, oh, you're a fucking scam, bitch. That's what I would say. You're a scam. You don't look anything like your Twitter post or your Instagram. You're a scam. You're a filter whore. Um, so, yeah, take it for that. But the gas stove debate. That is one I just don't understand. Uh, what am I at here? 43 minutes. All right. Let's see if my camera. Is my camera going to last? Is, this camera's lasting. This one, we'll see. It's at 43, 44. Is it hot? Getting pretty warm. All right, let's see if we can go a little bit longer with that one. Uh, but uh, I don't get it. The gas stove debate doesn't make sense. Um, ah, fuck, I don't want to talk about it. I'll leave it at that. But if you know the gas stove debate, I don't know if anybody's watching this. Uh, if anybody comments, let me know what it is. I had someone tell me, a friend of mine say, oh, it's about emissions. It's all about emissions. Um, I've, I haven't had a gas stove since probably like 2003 when I was renting in some shithole apartment in Humboldt County. Um, so are we worse off health-wise than we were 15, 18 years ago, 20 years ago? I don't know. But please just tell me what that debate is. I've always liked gas stoves because electric seems like dirtbag a little bit, right? I thought it was better always to cook with gas. Now we're hearing it's not. I think that's a scam as well. I think that is going against, like, like that's going for the electrical grid companies. They're just trying to get us all electrified, right? Cars, stoves, our own brains, you know, the microchip. They're all just trying to get us in this sort of weird cohort, just like the, the sobriety people, the cult out there. It's just the same thing, right? David Jones? Fuck! Tom Jones. Got the fucking singer. Is that Tom Jones? Make me cry. I want to die. Fuck, what's the guy? David Jones. Shit. I can't. Fuck, nothing's working. I can't get off here. All right. One of the, the dude, Kool-Aid guy. Guiana, Kool-Aid, dead people. Um, they didn't drink, but they drank the Kool-Aid. Non-alcoholic. Sugar. Sugar, not good for you. Uh, then we have the sugar cult. Anyways, but the gas, gas stove cults. Anyways, speaking of scams, the gym is kind of a scam, which it is. Uh, but, you know, I was in the sauna yesterday, and there's, there's, there's people there. And I'll, talk, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be misogynistic. I'll be anti-feminist here. There's a lot of women out there. There's a lot of men, too, but I'm attracted to women. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm progressive that way. I'm progressive that way. We will, that will become pro- progressive in about 20 years. Now we're all... Uh, you know, we're all unisex now. We all like, uh, we, 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 we could, we could kind of want to fuck anything or be attracted to anything. But like in 20 years, I'll, we'll be like, I think bad teeth are coming back. That's why I'm holding out. Uh, that's why braces have never, you know, happened in my, in my, in my face. But I'm holding out because I think crooked teeth will eventually become, because we're seeing too much perfection now. And it's always like the little quirks you get. It's like the mole, the little gap in the teeth, the little jewel, fucking uh, 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 little uh, mis- misplaced tooth. Whatever it might be, you know, we like that. You know, the fucking the missing arm. You know, the the four nostrils, the three tits. You know, we like that. Total Recall. I remember when I watched Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the three tit chick. I'm like, whoa, three tits. I mean, that's a, that, that's like a good uh, uh, problem, right? That's a that's a that's a, that's a good uh, um, what's the word, word I'm looking for? That's a good hitch. No, that's a good. Uh, uh, ailment. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Just a little quirk, a little quirk that people have. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I'm attracted to one, but the crooked teeth thing, I'm holding out for that. Cause I think that the, the, the way to, uh, uh, straight whiten teeth, 
You know, the sort of veneer that people have in their mouth is just too much now. It's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, it's too perfection. So I think later on, people are like, wow, look at this mongoloid. Wow, this mongoloid. It's like, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the book? Uh, uh, Brave New World with Al- Aldous Huxley, uh, when he wrote that. You know, it was the beast or the whatever they call them, the savage, I think they call them. And, you know, he was a character. And people in that, in that sort of utopian or that, that uh, uh, dystopian uh, novel, you know, they're like, oh, my God, what is this guy? He's shirtless. He's, he's kind of uh, broad-chested. He's a man. And they kind of were attracted to him. They're, they're at least, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, they, they, they were sort of not attracted, but they just didn't know what, how to react, I guess, to this sort of masculinity, right? So I think they will see that with my teeth later on. But at the gym, uh, uh, good baddie, good baddies, good bodies, meth faces. I see that a lot lately. It's like, whoa, geez, you see the, you know, you see the yoga pants, you see the fucking halter or the spandex tops, you see the stomach, you see the ass, you see all these titties, you all see all these, and all of a sudden, and they turn around and it looks like fucking, uh, 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 what's the guy from Lord of the Rings? Gollum. My, my precious, my precious. They're, like, they're doing like uh, lat pull downs. And you're like, can you turn back around? They turn back around and start doing pull ups. Like, yeah, all right. There's the gymnast ass that I was looking for. But the, the good body's meth faces. And I kind of got stuck. I mean, they're fine. They're not that bad. I'm, I'm no one to talk here. But it's not just that. It's just, okay, I'll, I'll get away from that because that's not a good topic. Uh, but the sauna talk. You know, I want to do a series of sauna talk. I want to bring my fucking camera in there like a creep. I want to talk to people in the sauna because that's where I have good conversations. We're sweaty. We're like sort of in our element. We're animalistic to a certain degree. You know, we're open because we're just like kind of all there in the same situation with our bodies, with our minds, with our souls. But these two girls in there uh, were in there yesterday. One happened to be the met- with a good body meth face. Anyway, uh, they're in there and, you know, we're all sweaty. And we're all, but I was sitting there just kind of like closing my eyes, trying to breathe through my nose. You know, not meditating because that's douchebag uh, stuff. That's guru talk. But I'm just trying to like relax, right? And sweat. And they're talking. They're talking loud. They're laughing, which is fine. You know, they're having a good time. But the way the things they were talking about made me kind of chuckle inside. And you could tell they're like talking, looking around at other people in there to be like, are we talking too loud? And they just started talking about typical fucking California stuff. And this is like sauna California talk. You wouldn't get it anywhere else in the world, I don't think. And they were talking about whatever industry they're in. And whenever you see someone that's talking about the industry, and they don't mention exact jobs, they don't talk about like whatever, they're talking about their job. They, they must have worked together. But they were talking about the industry. And you know what industry it obviously was? Right in my head, I knew. I knew because I'm just that smart. I knew right away. It's like, oh, this is weed. This is the weed industry. And it was. I could tell roundabout through their conversation that it was. Oh, we have to go up to Portland. We have to go up to Seattle. Oh, the, the weed. Fucking weed. And then eventually they started talking about weed a little bit. Right? But they, they didn't stop there. They started talking about retreats. And not retreats with weed, but retreats with the soul. And one of them was saying, oh, my mom went on a 30-day silent meditation retreat. I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I just wanted to, like, either, like, uh, slit my throat, whack off on the fucking little burner in the, in the, in the, the room to get more steam. Like, it would have just created, like, a nice pss. Like a nice steam of my manhood. But I didn't know what I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And they just started talking about retreats. And they started talking about finding your own soul, your inner health, and all this other shit. I'm like, oh, God. And I, I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed that I was staring at this one's ass earlier and her, and her, probably her tits. I don't remember. But that's what men do. And now we're getting shamed at the gym for it. There's women. I saw a video the other day with a stupid fucking young teenage girl. What's this guy staring at? And the guy's not. He like looks over every once in a while. One, you're in fucking underwear. 
You're in underwear doing hip thrusters. Have you seen that video? Underwear doing fucking hip thrusters at the gym, and you're filming yourself doing it, you dumb fucking cunt. And men are cunt too. I've seen that fucking, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know a real gym person is someone who does not pull out their phone and take a picture of them themselves. I've done it. I have done it, but not in the presence of others. I lock myself into a bathroom. I, I make sure nobody else is around because I want to feel secure about myself and my own body. I don't think it's bad to show your body off when you've been working hard and you're trying to, to better yourself. That Not sober, fuck sober. But I never take a picture of myself like, I'm fucked up, you know, when I'm drunk. But I take a picture, oh, here I am. You know, I'm not trying to influence, influence anybody. It's just kind of like, all right, this is it. This is what I, it's fine. It's fine to take. But when you're at the gym and you're working out and you're taking a picture of yourself, a video of yourself doing and hip thrusters, but your 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 um uh, ultimate ultimatum no your ulterior motive your fucking uh, ulterior motive that's not a song something motive sift little fingers Fuck. anyway uh, uh uh your ulterior motive is to catch some dude looking at you doing fucking hip thrusters your pussy's up your fucking uh, uh, mom's pubis is like it's like raising like a fucking uh, elephant coming out of elephant seal coming out of the water you're fucking what are we what are we supposed to look at and there's one dude in the video it didn't even look like he was looking at you he kind of like glances glances again he's probably like can you get out get off the fucking machine and then he comes over and helps her with the weight, and then she shuts the video off. Uh, very cleverly, shuts the video off. Right? Pushed up. She was just trying to get fucking fucking uh, uh, hits, likes. Oh my god, you go, girl. We we should be able to work out no matter what. You're wearing underwear. You're wearing underwear at the gym. You think a guy who has like a fucking spaghetti strap uh, tank top? You think he's not trying to get looks from do other dudes? That's what the dudes, he's not trying to get chicks. Chicks don't give a shit about that that much, I don't think. Maybe they do. I don't know. But they're looking at other, have you seen the fucking guys uh, flexing? They're not flexing for girls. They're flexing for dudes. There's like a bunch of young fucking 18, 19-year-old douchebags that go to the dirtbag YMCA that I go to, and they're all flexing. They're flexing for each other. They're taking fucking pictures of each other. I didn't do that in the 80s. There's a game called Smear the Queer. They were all the queers we would smear. I got smeared. Because they thought I was a queen. They thought I was a girl. Wait, wait, why are you, wait, why are you with the boys? And they pulled my pants down. They're like, oh, Jesus, is that a dick? And then they smeared me. Because I was a queer. Um, but anyway, I don't get it. But anyways, these girls in the, uh, retreats, silent retreats, they want to go on this. I'm like, uh, the next talk, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to talk, start talking about fucking ayahuasca. They're going to start talking about fucking Iowa. What do they fucking start talking about? God, Iowa, Iowa fucking waska. I'm prophetic. All right? I am the Nostradamus. I am the Viking Jew. I know what people are going to be talking about before they talk about it themselves. Jesus Christ. So we have this. I don't like it. All right? So I don't like those videos where we're like, yeah, I don't think we should body shame people at the gym. I don't think, I don't like those videos at all. Where there's like, a, there's an overweight person, a fat person working out of the gym. They're like, oh, that's bad. That person's trying. What are you doing? You're taking a video of them. Right? Ah, uh, my fucking camera just, goddamn. The rate, that, there it goes. That camera turned off. All right. But at least we still got live going. Um, I don't know. I got to figure this shit out. So about 50 minutes. That was 53 minutes. 54 minutes in, my camera survived. So maybe I may make those videos. Anyway, this is boring. All right. Oh, what do I have? All right. Let me see my pretentious notebook here. I see the... All right. Here we go. Red-headed dog killer. Got the good memories of neighbors. Bride and boss. Do-do-do. Good bodies. Mess faces. Yep. Sauna. California talk. Gas stove. Sober call. Oh, fluffer. Fluff... Oh, shit. Fluffer as a job. You know, that's, it's, what do I, all right, five minutes. Uh, fluffer as a job, you know, the porn industry. And there's a lot of, my, my wife, I think she's innocent and to a certain degree, maybe too innocent. I've, I've said many things to her, uh, you know, sexually speaking, 
uh, not sexually like that, and they go, ooh, ooh, not that shit. Uh, the old finger in the in the fucking other. <laughs> That's the funniest. If you're watching this, which you're not, uh, my five listeners, the funniest thing to have like sex. One is a blowjob where you're acting like you're giving a blowjob and you're, ooh, you stick your tongue out. I can't do it because my teeth are fucked up. But uh, the one where you stick your finger and you make a hole, like almost like an okay hand symbol without the okay, without the other fingers up. You're just making a hole, and then you stick your other finger in it. I love that. I, I love that. Like just like in and out, the old in and out. I love that uh, gesture. Anyways, but I think my wife is a little, you know, innocent, but naive as well. A little naive. Um, so she probably wouldn't know what this is. You know, I've, I've said many, many racial epithets in my in my past. I'm not saying I'm ra- people would think if I said that in, in, out loud, of course. Oh, you're ra- everybody's racist, of course. But you know, I know things. I don't know where where they come from. Is it, does it come from reading? Does it come from life? Does it come from growing up where I grew up? Probably. You know, knowing all these dumb racist terms. Uh, but I also know like a lot of mo- misogynistic terms. I have like 18 different ways to say tit uh, or nipple. You know, I have probably 47 ways to say schlong or dong or dick or dumbo ears or bat ears whatever you want to fucking call them uh but you know the 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 job fluffer i think if you notice you would if you told most men they would know what a fluffer is because we've watched gangbangs if whether we would like to admit it or not for whatever reason we've watched one woman take a fucking bukkake we've watched women just run the train right go through the train whatever you shot go fucking run through the uh, lobby i don't know what you call it but yeah running but we kind of know what a fluffer is it's a woman it's just if you don't know, if you're like my my innocent naive little wife, you would know like a fluffer is a woman. Maybe she doesn't know what it is. I think women are grosser than we are. They're sicker than we are. They're more twisted than we are. They don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how they they they, they don't know that they should put on their fucking uh, uh, um, registration sticker the moment they get that registration re- registration sticker in the mail. You need to put it on your license plate, not just in your glove box. Because uh, but if you're white, you'll never get pulled over for that. Um, most likely, but a fluffer as a job is a woman who sucks dick to get guys hard before they go run a train on some poor woman who had uh, a bad childhood, right? Who had, who has father, daddy issues, uh, who's probably tweaked out on something, but she's sober. Remember, she doesn't drink alcohol, but she's on something, but at least she's not going, she's not giving into the scam of alcohol. But you know, the, the woman who's a fluffer and I love that term fluffer, you know, they, they can call her dick sucker, cock sucker, whore bag. You know, they could call her um, not quite good enough for porn, uh, not good looking enough to be on camera, uh, you know, neck up, what have you. But she's a, that's what her job. That's her job. She is she is she like a PA? Is she a production a, a, a production assistant? Possibly, possibly. But she's a fluffer. That's her job. She fluffs. She fluffs dudes. Right. I love that. I love how we kind of sugarcoat that. We kind of put that in that sort of a political almost language a little bit, that double speak, whatever you want to call it. You know, fluffer as a, you know, we have sandwich artists at Subway. We have like uh, greeters at Walmart who are just like decrepitly old people who never actually greet you. Have you know, I haven't been in a Walmart in a long time because we don't have one here. I'm not saying I'm, I'm better than you, but we just don't have one nearby. So I haven't been, and they have greeters at other stores, and some of them say, hi, oh, hi. Geez. When they say hi, it's a little, and then like Target has young ones. Um, What's the other young one? I saw another greeter, someone else. I was like, quite, uh, quite good looking, a uh, good looking lady. But Walmart doesn't have that. They they hire people who are just like on death's doorstep. Uh, you know, they can barely move. They might be in those little beep 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 little uh, fucking uh, carts. 
uh, uh, rascals, whatever they call them. But yeah, the greeter. Then we have like associates at Home Depot. They didn't call me a, an employee at Home Depot. They called me an associate. I had like a fucking orange. They just try to get, that's a cult. That's a cult in itself, right? To give you that, the, 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 the verbiage or the name, uh, the, the adjective, whatever the, the description of your, of your employment is not really what you're supposed to be. A barista, you're, you make fucking coffee, all right? You're a barista, you work at Starbucks, you're part of the system, man. Uh, you know, but fluffer is probably the best. I can't think of another one that is better than that. Because if you think about it, if you've ever held a limp dick in your hand, and it's something to think about that most of us, in hit, and I've seen memes on this, I've probably heard comedians talk about it, every single person in the world, every single person at one point has held a dick in their hand, and probably limp. Males more so than others. But everybody in this world, and that's something to think about. You know, that is, that is global. That's like 8 billion people, whatever we're up to now, has touched a dick at some point. So everybody knows that fluff, a fluffer. Can you just see it? It sounds nice. It sounds homey. It sounds like uh, warm, right? It's this woman who's doing a job. But what is she doing? She's fluffing men. She's fluffing men up to do. Th- we should have that at other industries. How would you fluff up a FedEx driver? How would you fluff up your local uh, uh, nursing assistant? How would you fluff up your local bartender at, at, at TGI Fridays? How would you do that? I think we need to have more in that life. And you could be a male or female now to do that. You don't need to be a female to fluff. You could definitely be a male fluffer, right? So I think we need to have that in our society a little bit more in all industries, not just a porno industry. I know some people don't want to get into that industry. I can't for obvious reasons. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll like, uh, I'll accidentally, my snaggle tooth will like hit a clit or something. That, it'll just be like geysers of fucking blood. Ah! He hit me in the clit with his fucking goddamn uh, Wolverine teeth. Ah! Uh, and is that Steve Buscemi with Aaron Rodgers mixed together? That's what they would think. Anyway, so I think fluff should be part of our culture. All right. So take that in consideration. Let me know if you have any dog killers in your neighborhood. And, you know, for, for God's sakes, have a drink if you want to have a drink. If not, I don't need to see your tokens. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week. And blah, blah, blah.